like that's all I had was my underwear. Like I couldn't even wear a bra because it had underwire in it. Um, so I'm like in my underwear and you have a bathrobe on cause the guy's in there with you the whole time. Um, so you're in this bathrobe and this tube thingy has this huge blanket over it. And it's like, what am I getting myself into? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the Creating Love Together podcast. We are your host, Tim and Jamie Holloway. And we come at you twice a week, giving you the lowdown on everything. Everything. That sounded juicy. It did. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the Creating Love Together podcast. I am the main host right here, Tim Holloway. Uh, excuse me? <laughs> and I got Pixie right here. I got a dog. But you're not the main host. Oh, that is okay. me. I'm the host with the most. WTF. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. That's what I like I to thought. make people laugh right from the beginning. Yeah. You, know, you made them laugh and you made me so furious. Ooh. You look angry. <laughs> <laughs> so we're glad to be back, man. We're uh we're chilling. Got a Chilling, you mean like melting. We are melting. Like a snowman. We are. It's really hot. It is. It's supposed to be 104 today. Ooh. I think Mother Nature has mistaken the south for North Idaho because us who live in North Idaho, we, we don't do the heat. No, no. We don't. It's weird, too, because, you know, coming from the um, southwest and... Um, yeah, you turn into a sissy when you move over here. You do. Yeah, like living there, you adapt, and it's like, you know, sometimes it's like 120 degrees, humid, like, <laughs> like just sweating all day long, and you just yeah. get used to it. And you like sweat a couple drops up here, and you're like, oh my god, the world's ending. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, when I lived in Texas, it was so freaking hot, and I remember um, there was this one time when I was with my parents. It was hot as hell. Like legit, it felt like I was in hell with like fire, you know, everywheres. And we walked out of a restaurant and it took your breath away. Yeah. Because it felt so good in the restaurant. You walk out of the restaurant. It's like, yeah. It was like you hit a brick wall. Yeah. I have only felt that one time in my whole life. And that was the moment. This is reminding me of living in Texas. Not that moment. But living in Texas. Yeah. And yeah. it sucks. I moved <laughs> from suck. there for a reason. Yeah. Well, there's something, uh, uh, the way they build homes here, they don't, um, they don't do air conditioning adequate for the square footage. We have this little tiny, uh, air conditioning unit for a, you know, 25, is that what this 2,500 square foot house? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, it just doesn't correlate well. So they, they definitely, uh, don't build the same up here. No, because we would have needed two of those units, one for upstairs and one for downstairs. Yeah, yeah. So what are we talking about today? So, you know, one thing that we've been kind of doing a lot lately is like adventure, new things. And so I thought it'd be fun to talk about it and some of the things that we've done and that we, one of the things that we have planned. Yeah. So one of the probably most thrilling things I've done in a while uh -huh. was the, um, oh my gosh, what was it called? I call it I call it the freeze, freezing chamber. I don't know what the, people the call it. The freezing chamber of 
frozen death. Frozen death. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Cryotherapy. Yes. Is that what it was? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cryotherapy. We did that. If you don't know what it is. is code word for freeze your ass off therapy or what? Legit. Yes. Yeah. Um, but if you don't know what it is, it's this. Freezing tube. chamber. <laughs> <laughs> OMG, honey. It's this like tube thingy that you. Okay. Imagine a stand up um, sun tan bed. Okay. Very similar yep. to that. Um, and when you walk in there, like you have to strip down um, to your underwear. Um, like that's all I had was my underwear. Like I couldn't even wear a bra because it had underwire in it. Um, so I'm like in my underwear and you have a bathrobe on cause the guy's in there with you the whole time. Um, so you're in this bathrobe and this tube thingy has this huge blanket over it. And it's like, what am I getting myself into? Yeah. Yeah. He opens a door and just all this cold air is billowing out. Almost like if you imagine a really scary scene in a movie and it's foggy and you're in the woods and you're about to die. <laughs> That's what it was like. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the guy goes, um, you know, who wants to go first? Um, the first person to go will have it a lot easier for yeah. the second person. It'll be worse. And so Jimmy goes, I'll go first. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not about to listen to you and how it was. I, I, I just want to go into it blind, not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. So I went in there, I got in, he shuts the thing and like all you can, all he can see is like from your jawline up, maybe part of your neck, but I think pretty much your jaw up. Um, and I take off and I have like these big old fluffy bear paw slippers on and socks and <clears throat> so I had to take off the um the bathrobe and hand it to him and then you put on these gloves and then you have to sit there and it's a very tight fit and you have to sit there and spin in a circle and it goes for th three minutes I think three minutes yep it was so freaking cold yeah you <laughs> but know, not I, to the bone cold it was weird it was just your skin yeah I was to the bone cold man I was shivering but anyways I uh I had a hard time talking. Uh, yeah, me too. So I go uh, second after you, and so the tension is kind of built up even more. Yeah. But, you know, I get, I get the advantage point of you came out alive, so I'll probably come out alive too. So you were going to put <clears throat> me in a situation where I might die? So you made sure to So you put me in a situation where you thought you knew the second I would die? was going to be worst? When she heard, <laughs> no, for real, uh, our listeners, are, when she heard that the second is worst, she goes, I'll go first. And you let me so go first, threw, putting me in a situation who, where I might die. Who threw who under the bus? <laughs> you, because you could have said, honey, no, I need to make sure this is safe. Maybe we should create a poll on Facebook and find out who threw who under the bus. I think you threw me under the bus. But I think anyway. you threw me under the bus and thought like, oh, if someone's going to die, I'm going to let it be her. It didn't take, <laughs> it didn't take long uh, before... Um, for me to realize why the guy stayed in the room because you have a great opportunity to die. <laughs> <laughs> this process must be monitored or death will ensue. <laughs> <laughs> so what were the benefits of actually doing this? It wasn't just some crazy thing. Um, just to go do 
There's actually health benefits to it. Um, The cold, it actually puts your system into like a fight or flight situation. And so like your body goes and its first reaction is to protect your, um, your organs. And look at, look it up just so I am saying this correctly, but it's something with, um, it helps your, all your organs and it helps clean out, um, your organs and stuff. And yeah, that's all I remember. (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, there's, there would be, uh, quite a few benefit. I think, uh, from my perspective, of course, like doing something new, uh, putting your body and yourself in a situation where it can be challenged and it can be tested. Um, the exhilarating feeling of coming, you know, out, I think, uh, has its benefits. So I think, yeah, there was a lot of benefits, but what I knew, uh, what I, uh, experienced was, you know, um, you know, my, I I was, I was feeling my underwear pretty well before I went in, (laughs) but when I came out, he was gone. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I know. Okay. That's all I know. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like he was like, if your upper, if like your upper arms get really cold, just raise your hands up above and they'll warm up a little bit. I wanted to do that so bad, but I had to, I had to put my hands over my, my top part because it was so cold. It hurt. Yeah. Um, but it was so exhilarating though. Like I felt like I was on a high for a couple hours, stupid dog and her squeaky toy. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I felt like I was on a high for quite a while. Yeah. So, and it was cool doing it with you. Yeah. That was a really, uh, really neat experience. Quite enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else have we... Would you do it again? In a heartbeat. Yeah, in a heartbeat. And I'm the kind of, like, I way prefer cold over heat. Um, but I don't like being freezing cold. Um, which just sounds crazy because we live in North Idaho. Yeah. Um... But it was amazing. Yeah. I would totally do it again. So I imagine this experience would probably not be um, a very beneficial thing for people who can't uh, cope in their fight, flight, or freeze response. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, you're in that moment. Um, there's a sense of it where it's like it's out of your control. So you're feeling all of these things. And, um, yeah, it could put you in that state. And, um, yeah, if you can't handle that I, I probably wouldn't recommend it but uh for for people who really want to be like put in that uh that fear state and like come through it and overcome it i think it's it's an awesome experience. yeah yeah he compared it to doing like ice bath but the thing with ice bath is you're in it for like i think 15 minutes he said and it chills you to the bone yeah um and he said this is much healthier for you well i heard that can be very unsafe for yeah. uh, people who um who haven't exposed themselves to that, like young kids and stuff. Yeah. I heard that can be really unsafe. Yeah. So this is like it, it's a much safer version of an ice bath. Um, yeah. It's just so much better. Yeah. Anyways. So what else, what else have we done lately? Yeah. So we, you know, went on a little quest to just try like new experiences and new things. Um, one of them was uh, foot mapping. so yeah a great uh, foot massage (laughs) is what it is basically (laughs) i'm not sure if you're familiar with foot mapping but they they suspect that there's a lot of nerves and a lot of different things that uh 
flow down to your foot, much like your ear and all of these different things. Um, it's definitely an Eastern uh, thought to it. but you Which know, is if, cool because we're into that. Yeah, if you don't believe in anything else, it is a good uh, foot massage. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would do it again, but um, it was cool. Yeah, know. yeah, it was kind of weird when she like was over your feet with her hands kind of like... I'm doing the motion. How do you describe this? The energy, the circular motion. Yeah, the circular motion of her hands above your feet, but not touching your feet. And this is your energy. Yeah, I didn't believe that. I thought that was a little <laughs> weird. But I am open. Like I love Chinese medicine. Yeah. I love. Um, Could have done without the the hoo ha part, maybe. The what? The hoo ha part. The woo woo. Like. Oh, you said hoo-ha, and that's like oh, what girls yeah, call a vagina. Woo-woo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean vagina. <laughs> yeah, we don't go there. <laughs> the foo- What did I say? Who? You said yeah. hoo-ha. Yeah. It's the foo-foo. The foo-foo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't believe like energy and magic and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that rubbing your hands near a vicinity of an object. I don't know. Anyways, so yeah. I guess, you know, for people who really believe in the process, maybe it's supposed to, like, unlock some emotions or it's supposed to be some side of uh, therapy, which, you know, I find really neat is why people experience some of these things as therapy. It's because um, you're getting talk therapy at the same time. Yes. Have you ever noticed like uh, the tattoo shows and the tattoo artists, like many people go to tattoos for therapy. It's like therapeutic yeah. for them. And the reason yeah. why it's therapeutic is because the, the talk therapy that goes on while you're getting the tattoo. So you're experiencing this, uh, uh, this therapeutic, uh, pain into the skin. And you're also talking about, you know, the meaning of the tattoo and what it means to you and why you're yeah. getting it. And it's this sort of talk therapy that goes on. And so it's similar with the with the foot mapping is that they can get you into the realm of talk therapy while they're yeah. um, massaging your feet. And so it could be a positive release in that way. Yeah. You know? Same with like when girls go get their hair done. And yeah, you're right. Yeah. Never yeah, thought like of that. Getting your hair done is like the biggest talk therapy there is. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Like. I remember the uh, when I was young, getting my hair cut all the time, and the the dude just talking my head off like total yeah. talk therapy. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we have one. You know, we just oh, we'll talk about our anniversary real quick. And there's a point, you know, after we oh, apparently our dog wants to talk. Um, there's we'll get to the point of all of this. Um, we just want to share a few of the. A few things we've done lately but for our, our first date anniversary um which we started celebrating because you know we weren't married and so we were celebrating our anniversary and then once we got married a few years later um it was like i don't want to stop celebrating this <laughs> yeah so for our anniversary this year we went to the melting pot the melting pot that was really never neat. been there i've done um oh my gosh what was it called I don't know. Um, fondue. Fondue. Thank yeah. you. Uh-huh. As a kid, you know, we had a fondue set and everything. And so we did it as a kid. Um, but I've never went to that restaurant. Oh, my gosh. You, like we were there for like two hours. Yeah. It was amazing. Well, it was like so ro- fun. It's like a royal experience. You get, you know, four p uh, four course meal. And it's uh, it's throughout a process of uh 
you know, experiencing something new and, and you definitely, uh, sit there for at least an hour and a half to two hours uh, yeah. process. And now I understand why they charge so much for the experience. Cause you're kind of written space in that booth for a prolonged period of yeah. time. But, um, yeah, really neat experience. Like, yeah. um, it was really good. I didn't know what to uh, expect. It felt stupid ordering because I didn't know anything. Yeah. And, and the waitress was a, was a little impatient. Um, but we got through that little uh, initial yeah. snag. And then she was amazing. Yeah. So it was cool. And then for our anniversary, our wedding anniversary um, coming up in August, we rented this, it looks like a huge inner tube, but it has an umbrella on the top and it has a propane stove on it yeah. um, in the middle and you can get on and off your little boat. You can cook your lunch or dinner yeah. or whatever. And it's going to be so fun. I'm ex- yeah. so excited to do yeah, that. That's going to be really neat. So, yeah. All right. So let's bring the moral of the stories. Yes. <laughs> do something new, right? Yeah. Do something new. Like when you're in a rut, it really sucks. Yeah. Um, it's, everything becomes mundane. Um, there's no excitement. It's just the same old thing and life becomes blah. Yeah. Do something new. Do something new. I think new. we've always, uh, kind of done that in a sense. Cause, um, there's so many things that I never did until, uh, we got together, you know, um, yeah. just small basic things like, um, I don't th- Universal Studios. I never went there. Uh, Vegas and going to the uh, um, the different uh, attractions and stuff like that. I never really did that. Um, you know, back in the days, most of the vacations were just getting drunk or something. You know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, because yeah, you had gone just, to Vegas before. Oh yeah, but, but you were drunk <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> Vegas is very different when you're not drunk the whole time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So doing uh, doing new things, uh, getting out of the box. This is one thing that I know for sure is that in relationships um, are just like human needs, and that we need predictability and stability and all those things. But on the flip side, we also need the unpredictability. Yeah. And uh, the experience of something new. So giving your relationship what it needs is is important. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I was listening to a podcast recently and they were talking about doing the cheesy stuff. Uh-huh. Um, whether it's, hey, let's dance. We're just in the kitchen cooking dinner. Let's dance. Mm-hmm. Or um, let's skip down the street. You know, like yeah. I'm having a hard time coming up with stuff. But, you know, it's like if I'm sitting here and I'm like, I really want to dance with you. Like, I don't want to feel cheesy. And you'd be like, oh, my gosh, you're so cheesy. And yeah, like yeah. whatever. But you know what? Some of those quote unquote cheesy moments have become awesome memories. Yeah. And typically it falls under the realm of doing something adventurous, exciting, um, whatever, even if it's just something as small as a dance in the kitchen, yeah, you'll remember that because you it's out of the norm and you're just, you know, you're creating memories with each other. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to get into our Facebook question <clears throat> and it is, uh, what do you think is the hardest aspect when it comes to communicating f- effectively inside of a, re- a relationship? 
Okay, read that one more time. Okay. What do you think is the hardest aspect when it comes to communicating effectively in a relationship? The hardest aspect. Okay. So before we go to the the, the answers that we received, uh-huh. what about you? What's your what's the hardest part of communicating with me? Okay, so um the hardest part of communicating with you. Ooh, when you bring it back home, that's a little hard. Right. You know, as I bring it into like just a general sense, I imagine like being open about your feelings. And this is definitely probably coming from a man's perspective is that uh, being open about what you think, being willing to share your feelings and actually like uh, wanting to commit those, communicate those things or even like having the ability. Because let's be honest, like some men don't have the ability. Like yeah. if they're angry. They, they don't have to, uh, the ability to identify the feeling that they're feeling, yeah. which is like, you know, emotional intelligence 101. But uh, yeah, we often don't even identify what we're feeling. And then we kind of lash out and, and uh, passive aggressiveness or, or just lash out in pure anger and we don't communicate. So um, I imagine there's probably, that would be my biggest struggle is that I may think or feel something and I'll just keep it to myself, you know? Yeah. I agree with that. Yep. How about you, boo? Um, I think for me is the being vulnerable part, even though I'm vulnerable with you and I'm a hundred percent comfortable with doing that. Um, if I'm, if I'm trying to, I don't know. Cause like it used to be a problem with me getting like super deeply vulnerable it used to be really hard for me. Um, yeah. it's not so much anymore though. Yeah. Um, I'm just perfect in communication with you. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so what I've uh, seen through human experience is that. So when, uh, there is a triggered moment of anger, frustration or stress or something, Uh, We usually do um, something that's that hurts the situation Uh and we'll go inside of our mind and we'll rehearse stories and assumptions that he did this because she did this because. Yeah. And then we go into like judgment statements like he's an asshole or she's a bitch or, you know, and start going into that realm where all of that process doesn't lead to any sort of like openness or communication. Yeah, but it's our it's a lot of people's natural uh, reaction to go there and we can stay there kind of as long as we want to. Yeah, as long as we choose to. Yeah. And um, it's funny how the stories kind of get bigger and bigger, though. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, because if we're staying in our head and we're not bringing it to the surface, uh, then we could just go around and around. And of course, the stories and they get bigger and bigger and bigger and we get even more frustrated, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally Just agree a with that. ugly process that um, we can stop at any moment. Yeah, and it's a choice. Yeah. People might disagree with that, but it is 100% a choice. Because if you're constantly in your head, oh, he's just an asshole, or oh, she's such a bitch, or whatever, um, you can choose not to, to stay there. Yeah. You know, you're going to naturally go there, but do you stay there? And then do you call your best friend and you, oh my gosh, guess what yeah, he just yeah. did and blah, 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 blah. And like you're feeding into it. Yeah. Where instead you can stop yourself and be like, okay, wait a minute. Is he really an asshole? Yeah. Well, no, you're, I'm just mad at him. 
So no, he's not an asshole. Yeah. Let's go talk. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know, anytime there's a, a, a behavior pattern that's not working, it's like a go-to thing. Uh, I'll give an example. Um, there's a triggering event that causes anger. Uh, you blow up and start arguing and one of you leaves. Yeah. Let's just say that's the pattern. Um, we could change that at any moment. And that starts out at the beginning of the pattern of making a different decision. Yes. So here's what a different decision would be in that scenario is like, I, I, I'm triggered. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. I've entered this, this roundabout that this is my behavior. This is always what we do. I'm going to blow up. She's going to get mad. I'm going to leave and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, be like, honey, that caused me to be really frustrated. And, and let me take a moment to kind of, uh, let me take a moment to figure this out and then let's come together and talk about it. Yeah. So just stopping it right at the beginning and making a different decision will stop the, the pattern that is taking place. And we can do this with any area of our life that we see destructive cycle. So the one, well, two words that come to my mind when you were just talking self awareness, self awareness. Well, that's the first step. Yeah. So I have to be aware what is taking place, but like, damn, this is like the 10th time this has happened. Right. Yeah. And, and really like owning it, looking at the process this is my pattern. Yeah. And then really seeing like, this is, this is really the way that it plays out. I'm going to start being aware, aware of what I'm feeling, aware of this, this little cycle that, that I'm in and, and I'm going to exit the roundabout. That's what I love about this analogy is just what you, you come into a roundabout and we have them a lot in our town mm -hmm. and you can just go around and around and circle inside of this roundabout, but you can decide to exit at any time. And really awareness is deciding to exit. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. You know, um, something that we've talked about a little bit recently, um, and it kind of goes into this a little bit, I think, um, is becoming self-aware. Okay. Hold on. So let me go back to the situation. So you set expectations, right? You very clearly express those, ex those expectations to somebody else and you expect those expectations to be met. Right. 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 Well, what, what happens when they're not right? So this is something like I've been dealing with a lot lately is like unmet expectations and not with you, um, just with kids. Hey, you're out of, sh you're halfway out of shampoo. Let me know so I can get you some more. Um, well, what do kids do? Yeah. They wait till it's empty. Then they come tell me. Then I'm frustrated. And then they get frustrated. And it's like, ugh. But something I have been working on a lot lately is managing expectations. And you can do this inside of your relationship as well. It's like, okay, yes, I have said this is this is my expectation of X, Y, and Z. But then your spouse doesn't meet that expectation. Well, what do you do then? Yeah. You can sit here, you can get pissed off, you can yell and you can scream and fight. and But what good is that going to bring? Yeah. So what I have worked on is, okay, I have set those expect expectations. They have not been met. What's my reaction going to be? Yeah. yeah. And when you can get to that point and realize that somebody else meeting your expectations is out of your control. 
Well, it's not 100%. I mean, you have the ability to influence it a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, especially an employee and, and a parent relationship. You do have the ability to influence. But if we're talking about 100%, um, we don't. No. Like we can lay ground rules and expectations and even consequences because, you know, consequences are important. And uh, to our children or into, you know, employee boss relationship. And they could still decide not to meet those standards, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, getting all bent out of shape about it is probably not the the best um, course of action, you know? Yeah. Well, and you know, like with me and you, if I set some sort of an expectation, um, and it doesn't mean like controlling, but it's like, okay, honey, if you're getting frustrated with me, um, instead of just walking away, just vocalize, I'm frustrated. I need to walk away. I need to gather my thoughts and come back. So I set that expectation, right? But if you don't do that and you just walk off, I have the choice to come after you and yell at you. I told you to do this. Or I can have the self-awareness of, okay, I've set the expectation. He didn't meet it. Am I going to get even more mad at him? Yeah. Or can I just accept that I don't have that control? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. All right. So we're going to give a a final thought here. And that is like, look at this uh, conversation inside of the realm of your relationships. That is uh, your relationship to God, your spouse, your children, and yourself. And begin to ask yourself, like, where can I begin to show up and do something new, create new habits, and uh, just really get uh, some a little bit of unpredictability inside of those areas of your life? Yeah, I love that. Unpredictability just can change everything. Yeah. 